0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Luke's English Podcast, The, the best, not just the best podcast in the world, but the best thing in the world in general um, and that's why you're listening to it I suppose you probably decided hey I'm gonna my life just is dark and depressing and in a cold barren place that's why I'm gonna turn on Luke's English podcast and just make everything alright again well well done you made the right decision um, and uh, in this episode I'm joined by Ben Fisher who um, amazingly is sitting in front of me after having uh, travelled from London uh, but not by ordinary means he didn't uh, take the train or the bus or even fly through the air uh, no he decided that he would power himself from london purely by the use of his own legs and a bicycle so basically he's he's just cycled uh, from london to paris which is a kind of um, it's becoming kind of a classic uh, challenge um, the the london to paris uh, cycle ride um, and he's going to tell us all about it in this episode of the podcast. So, hi Ben. Hello. How are you? I'm,
0: I'm really good. I'm feeling good after my cycle. How, how are your legs? They're fine. They're, they're not tired. Um, I do a lot of cycling and they were up to the challenge. And I feel good now. Really? Yeah.
1: Can you tell us a few things about it? Like, um, what's the actual distance between the two?
0: I've, I've come a bit of a circuitous route. Um, uh, the, the route I've done, I stole it from the internet from, from someone called Donald. <laughs> and, um, and, does, and Donald, does Donald know that you stole his bike route? I emailed Donald and I, I donated a bit of money to his Just Giving page. Very good, so you should always do that. I did the right thing, so I, I printed his PDF guide mm-hmm. and, um, and I did a really nice traffic-free uh, rural route. Um, it's a total, I've done a total of 460k over five days. 460k mm. over five days? Yeah. That is a long way.
1: So, um, just going back a bit further, Why? Ben, why would you do that? Why would you... You know that there is a train,
0: don't you? There's a I've, Eurostar. I've heard of the train. Um, I, I didn't fancy that. It just seemed too quick, too yeah. modern. Um, I wanted to go back a bit, back back in time. Yeah, like how they used to do it back in the olden days. Yeah, when, when people used to cycle from London to Paris. <laughs> or every day.
1: Yeah. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm just cycling to London to, from London to Paris. Again? Uh, yeah. Um, so... Alright, so you just decided to do it as a personal challenge?
0: Just a personal thing, yeah. I, I like cycling. I cycle a lot at home. I'd never toured before, but I've, I've got lots of stuff because I used to, to walk and camp and hike a lot. Yeah. So I, I converted that to, uh, to bicycle. Okay. And, uh, and decided to do it. I've been planning, planning for about six months. Okay. Uh, so I decided in January that I was going to do this. Was, that, uh, was there a lot of training involved? I haven't trained really. Um, I'm a bit of an obsessive cyclist. Cyclist Cycling to work all the time. Um, Go out on my days off into the the lovely Lincolnshire countryside. Yeah, that's where you're from. That is where I'm from. Tell us where where that is. Where is Lincolnshire? Lincolnshire is up north. Right. uh, On the east. Yeah. Next to South Yorkshire, below Humberside, and above Norfolk. Uh, OK. It's uh, uh, it's in a Norfolk-Humberside-South Yorkshire sandwich.
1: Norfolk-Humberside-South Yorkshire sandwich. Mm.
0: What, how does that sandwich taste? Um, rural and um, plum-ready. What do you mean by rural? It's very, very, very much full of countryside. By
1: rural, we're talking about countryside, aren't we, as opposed to urban? So Absolutely. It's a bit of English here, you see urban meaning of the city yes and rural meaning fields cows sheep trees trees fresh air yeah and and uh like you know little animals and stuff yeah it's
0: know, it's, d- it's it's heaven heaven for animals yeah
1: okay so you're kind of an outdoorsy type person very much an yeah. obsessive cyclist you say. yeah does that mean that you'll just be doing something and then, and then you'll just go, wait a minute, I've
0: got to stop doing this, I must cycle somewhere? I, I never get to the stage where I have to think I must cycle somewhere because I'm on the bike anyway. Right. So uh, it's never a conscious decision. <laughs> so
1: how much of your time do you spend on a bicycle?
0: Um, many hours. I, I keep spreadsheets. You actually have in, spreadsheets? In a very, very nerdy way. Excel spreadsheets Excel spreadsheets And since June last year I've sat in the saddle for about 210 hours So you actually count the number of
1: hours Seconds You count the number of seconds How do you do that?
0: With a little bike computer
1: You've got a little computer on your bike? Yeah. OK. Can you play games on it? No, just count numbers. OK. It's like one of those little speedometers or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. OK, and it calculates exactly how much time you spend cycling. It does. So, sorry, in the last year, yeah, you've, you've uh, spent how much time? It,
0: it must be over 200 hours. OK. Now. Over 200
1: hours. So, on Sitting ab- in my saddle. And we have, let's say, um, 200 hours in a year. So how many hours is that in 12... uh, How many hours per month on average?
0: I don't know. I could check the spreadsheet and come back to you on that.
1: Mathematics. (laughs) I'm asking you to make uh, sudden mathematical calculations. No, no, not a mathematician. Okay. Couldn't I expect some of my listeners are already working that out. They're probably like, 200 divided by 12? Come on, Luke. That's easy. I still don't know what the answer is. We'd have to look at a calculator. It's going to be about 18. 18 hours per month? Yeah. Okay. Divide that by four. <laughs> then, All right, what's 10 divided by four? It's 2.5, yeah. isn't it? Eight divided by four is
0: two, so that's 4.5 hours a week. Yeah, which doesn't seem that high, but that's mainly just commuting. It's
1: nearly, in in, in during the week, Monday to Friday, it's nearly an hour a day. Yes. So, it's, yeah, it's a good, good deal of time. Yeah,
0: and then I'll go out on some big rides on the days off. Yeah, OK.
1: Um, fine, so have you got a good
0: bike? I've got a lovely bike. I've got two. Mm. Uh, I, I splashed out a bit, Yeah. Um, kind of 18 months to a year ago, and, and bought myself two very nice bikes. You, spl- uh, you splashed out? Splashed out. What do you mean? Spent loads of money. In one go? Yeah.
1: What, what made you do that? Was it an impulse purchase, or did you plan to buy a new bike?
0: I, wanted, I, I, got one, I got a racing bike uh, around Christmas time because I, I wanted a nice road bike, so I did that. Yeah. And then I wanted to start touring. So the racing bike wasn't adequate for that. So I needed a touring bike.
1: What's the difference between a racing bike and a touring bike?
0: Racing bikes are very lightweight, sporty, thin tyres uh, made to go fast yeah. with no luggage. And my touring bike is heavier, steel frame, yeah. uh, thicker tyres, carries loads of luggage.
1: OK, all right. And um, tell me about the tyres.
0: The tyres? Yeah.
1: Have you got the like very fit sort of tyres like on a mountain bike? No,
0: no, they'd be too inefficient. Right. They'd be too much hard work. Because... Um, because I'm mainly so on the roads. If I had mounted bike tyres, there'd be more friction on the roads.
1: OK. So steel frame, uh, road tyres... Mm-hm. And how much luggage did you carry? Uh,
0: 27... 0.6 kilograms
1: 27.6 kilograms okay. i think yeah you really measured it carefully didn't you yeah and how much do you weigh
0: uh 75
1: okay so you're carrying just over 100 kilograms and the bike how much is that
0: um about 20 no 18 18 okay there's
1: quite a lot of uh, lots
0: of weight to carry 460k
1: 460k mm. all right um My listeners, I expect some of my listeners that do quite large, long bike rides or runs and things themselves, if that's the case, do um, leave a comment to explain whether or not, for example, maybe you think 460k, come on, that's nothing. You know, I I get listeners in South America, for example, they've got very long distances there. Um, But I wonder if anyone has ever ridden more than 460k.
0: Yeah, because this seems like a really big deal to me. But this is probably tiny. I think it's a very big deal for me. I mean, I can't
1: imagine... I drove from uh, London to Paris in a car, and it took me five hours, and that was like a massive sort of life-changing event, a huge journey. I can't imagine doing it by bike. So, um, so you did it just as a personal challenge to yourself. Did you do it with other people? Was there a big group? Was it an organised event?
0: It was just me. Um, I planned to do the entire ride on my own from from... Uh, the thames to the seine but um Mm. i i happened to meet a couple of nice people along the way okay and they they um hitchhiked on my gps
1: they hitchhiked on your gps yeah what what do you mean
0: they came abroad with no map and no plan yeah just thought they'd cycle to Cannes, and um they didn't know where they were going i -hmm. did yeah so they stuck with me
1: all right so they were cycling as well they were doing
0: the same thing exactly the same ride london to paris okay and, uh, and we met at the ferry, pot yeah. chatting, yeah. decided we could um, have a mutual arrangement yeah. and benefit from one another. OK. And uh,
1: how did, so they benefited from your GPS, how did you benefit from them, Ben?
0: Not going mad. OK. I'd have gone mad on my own, I think. I realised that the, the, the longer I went on and all, all the terrible weather, big hills, challenges... Mm-hmm.
1: We're going to hear all about
0: these this, yeah. this
1: terrible weather uh, experiences, the big hills, the pain, mm. the, 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 the sweat, the tears, yeah. the frustration, the blood. Yeah. Was there any blood?
0: Um, yes, yeah, there was um, leg blood.
1: Leg, leg blood, yeah. OK. And hand blood. And hand blood too. Did yeah. you fall off?
0: Never fell oh. off. Um, I kept smacking my legs on my pedals though.
1: OK, you can tell us more about yeah. that in a, in a minute. Um, so these people that you met up with, I believe you met up with two girls...
0: Yeah, two two girls. Um, yeah.
1: Was that um, uh, was that promising? Because I would have thought, wow, this is great, two girls, brilliant, so uh, maybe one of them will be interested in me. We will be sleeping in tents a lot. Maybe something's going to happen.
0: It, it was evident from uh, fairly soon after meeting the girls that they yeah. were of a, a different persuasion.
1: What do you mean by a different persuasion?
0: They were attracted to one another.
1: They were interested e- in each other? Mm. I see. Oh, right, OK. Um, is were you disappointed or pleased with that?
0: Uh, I was fine with that. Yeah, yeah. they they weren't my type, um, uh-huh. and they were very very friendly. Got on well with them, and yeah. I was very happy that they were happy with one another. Okay, and
1: you, you weren't their type as well. Obviously.
0: No, that's very nice. much so.
1: Okay, but uh, so you soon settled down into a, a, a common understanding of exactly how the relationship was defined. Yeah, they were an item, and you had GPS. Yes. Okay. Um, Fine. So, um, good. So you had some companions with you on the, on the trip. Excellent. Now, um, maybe you can start by telling us um, um, uh, where you started from. What was the start point?
0: The start point was Provost Street in London.
1: Where is, whereabouts in London, exactly?
0: Um, it is north of the river, um, fairly central. Uh, I can't really be any more specific.
1: North of the river, fairly central. Was it near a, 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 a tube station? I Do can't remember
0: what the tube station is. Provost Street,
1: north of the river, fairly central. OK, it's near... Um, it's basically in, in Zone 1, central
0: London, mm. isn't it? Yeah, okay. central London.
1: All right, and then the end point, the, the end of the, the journey? Uh,
0: was uh, the middle of Paris, essentially. It was uh, a hotel called Hotel Richard.
1: OK, Hotel Richard mm. in the centre of Paris. Yeah. All right. Um, and how long did it
0: take? Well, I set off on uh, Monday on my bike ride and I arrived in Paris on Thursday evening.
1: Right, you set off on Monday morning? S-
0: ten minutes past six.
1: Ten minutes past six a.m.? Yeah. You started really early.
0: Mm. It was a big day. That was my biggest day, the first day. Yeah. Uh, so I needed an early start mm-hmm. and uh, I had a long way to go. 137k. 137K. 137 On day one.
1: Okay, and and uh, how long did it take you to do 137
0: k? Seven hours, twenty two minutes.
1: Is that a good time? I don't know.
0: It's it's a good time with all that luggage. I think. Yeah. Um, it was an average of about 20 k an hour. I see. Which is pretty slow in bike terms, but on a tour with loads of gear, okay. it's all right. And the hills slow me down.
1: And so, how was it when you? Um, just talk me through the, the sort of first few hours when you had the whole journey ahead of you.
0: Really exciting. Um, I'd been looking forward to it so much, and um, it was just great to be on the road with all my stuff. I was actually doing it finally. I've been dreaming of it for ages. And um, getting to Tower Bridge, crossing the, the Thames from the north to the south, Mm-hmm. Knowing that I'd be crossing the Seine in four days' time was yeah. uh, exciting.
1: So it wasn't really daunting. You weren't intimidated by all the, the the distance you had to cover.
0: No, I don't think I. I knew how far it was in terms of kilometres to the, you know, to the nearest one k because I planned it all. Yeah. But I didn't actually appreciate what that distance meant. <laughs> you didn't really appreciate how tough it was. It was, was going a to. long, long way, and it was um, hilly. Really, extremely hilly.
1: Okay, um, so from London to Calais,
0: or London to... No, that's a really boring way to go. Um, yeah. London down to Calais, or well down to Dover, is, is not a nice route to go. Yeah. And Calais is flat and windy and industrial mm. and ugly. Okay. I'm Calais, sorry if any Calais uh, residents are listening. No, I think, uh, in my exactly. experience, people
1: in, in uh, France are often rather disparaging about Calais. Mm. But it happens to be the closest spot... It's basically Dover to Calais. That's where England and France are closest. Yeah. So that's the place where often all the ferries and other, other transport uh, crosses at that point. So you chose not to go um, to Dover and then to Calais. What, what route did you take?
0: Uh, I went from New Haven in, on the south coast of England, mm-hmm. which is uh, just east of Brighton, yeah. and got a ferry from New Haven to Dieppe. Okay. On the north coast of France.
1: So the ferry, OK. Uh, was it a nice f- crossing?
0: It was a, per- it was a lovely crossing, yeah. Yeah, OK. Four hours during the day. Yeah. And uh, me and my new um, lesbian friends <laughs> sat chatting.
1: Yeah. When At what point did you learn that they were actually uh, lesbian?
0: <laughs> it, it was never explicitly uh, discussed. Really? It was... Um, they never said to you, look, no. Ben,
1: look, Ben... They didn't we, need we, to set it straight, no. They didn't have to say... Clearly, look, Ben. I, I, we we've seen the way you're looking at us, and we've we've identified the the level of conversation that you're aiming at us. And I, we just thought it would be appropriate to say at the beginning that uh, sorry, we're we're not interested in in you, and it's not personal. We're just not interested in men in general. We was, prefer the ladies.
0: They never. It was never explicitly uh, discussed. Okay, you, but you just noticed or you realised yeah. what happened? Did they kiss or? Um, their, their their general behaviour. Yeah. It doesn't not as bad as that sounds really. Their general behaviour that makes it sound like they. No, were
1: they, the, the odd sort of tender moment yeah. between them or. Yeah. or How
0: that's... couples act. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, no need to dwell on on that uh, further. I think that's uh, that's good. But the main thing is you had some company. Yeah. To prevent you from going insane.
0: Some really good company. It was so fun. Yeah. Lovely people. Excellent. Are
1: you still in touch?
0: Yeah. We've we've um, swapped email addresses and numbers. Okay. And uh, I'm going to send them some photos. Okay, that's great.
1: So, um, so how long did it take you to get to? Um, uh, where was it that you uh, New Haven? How long did it take you to get to New Haven?
0: That was seven and a half hours of riding. Uh, I um, I set off at six ten in the morning and got there at about five. Yeah, five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, I see. And did you stop? I had a nice long lunch. Yeah. What did you have? Um, I can't remember. Really? No.
1: You didn't have like fish and chips. It was
0: in England. It might have been a panini, panini and chips. Yeah. There were with chips a salad. involved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mentioned fish and chips just because of the cliche, but so we don't eat fish and chips that often, do we? Really? No. How often really? do you have fish and chips?
0: Once a year. Roughly. Yeah. Christmas? (laughs) Yeah. No, they're not a seasonal thing for me. Um, I fancy them once a year, eat them and then realise they're disgusting and greasy. Mm. It's the sort
1: of, it's more of an idea than mm.
0: a a genuine. It seems nice before the event, but.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Right. So uh, the first day then, yeah, you had your panini and chips as as fuel.
0: Yeah. I just thought of fuel as food. Uh, as fuel, just the whole way. Yeah, it wasn't food anymore; it was um, petrol. Yeah, kind of bike petrol, f-
1: sort of man petrol. Yeah, um, and um, okay. So then, by the way, when you when you left, I mean, did you pack a lot of stuff? I mean, for example, five days cycling. Did you bring a mobile? Did you bring a mobile phone?
0: Yeah, or- I brought lots of stuff. I'm I'm really into. Kit and gear and yeah. and stuff. I'm a bit nerdy in that respect. Gadgets. gadgets, yeah. So um, lots about, of stuff. Tell
1: us about the gadgets that you brought with it. Most
0: important you? gadget. I've got a Garmin GPS. I've uh, got a, a, a what? It's it's made by a company called Garmin, mm-hmm. and it is a it's like a sat-nav for bikes. Okay. Um, and it's got maps on it, and it works out where I am, yeah, and how far I've got to go. Does and, it?
1: Does it talk to you? In a? It doesn't
0: talk. No. Okay. So it, no, it doesn't tell me to go left at the next roundabout. It, it points.
1: Okay, it just has an arrow. Yeah, I see. And is it reliable? Does it's
0: it... it's amazing. It's it was absolutely indispensable, and um, meant the route was quite complicated, very rural, no no signs pointing which way I needed to go. Mm-hmm. So um, it saved a lot of map reading time. Okay, good. So you had your GPS. You also had your little bike computer. Yeah, my little counting computer to yeah. tot up the K.
1: We've got some, some stats which you can tell us
0: about. In Loads of stats, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, any other gadgets? Any other technology?
0: Uh, I had my mobile and um, a little uh, charge pack which, um, which will keep my phone, my iPhone, and you know how notoriously short-lived the batteries are. They usually last for about two minutes. Roughly two minutes. This this little battery pack will keep my iPhone alive for five days or so. Seriously? Yeah.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Um, is it portable? How big is the battery?
0: It's, uh, it's small. It's, it's about uh, the size of... Um, I can't think of anything to, to compare it to. Maybe half a postcard... Half of a normal postcard. Half a postcard. But not as thin.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, that's very thin.
0: Half of a stack of 100 postcards.
1: So it's like about uh, an inch thick. Yeah, um, I I reckon. About maybe the size of a large hard drive.
0: Half a large hard drive.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. I expect my listeners are thinking, okay, we don't know how big that is, Luke. Just never mind. Carry on. Let's go on with the story. Tell us about... I want to hear about how much it hurts and how... What I want to know, Ben, is um, how you got sort of part way through the journey and you realised, oh my God, this is a horrible mistake and my legs are going to fall off, I'm going to die if I keep doing this. Did you have a moment of fear like that?
0: There was a a collective, between the three of us, a collective moment in a bus stop in the middle of France during a torrential thunderstorm that we just thought, what are we doing? And we didn't know what to do. We didn't know whether to carry on... uh, find a b Didn't know. didn't know what to do.
1: Okay, all right. Um, so that was in one of the um, extreme weather yeah. storms that you yeah. had? Yeah,
0: we were lulled in, into a false sense of security. Day one was my furthest day, but really easy. Yeah. Because um, it was day one. I was really pleased to be out there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: finally on the road. Day two, really nice and flat, easy. Day three, killer. Really? Yeah. Day
1: three was like... The, the the bad day the day of days
0: it was a terrible day but we we ended it on a high and uh and we're pleased we've done it once we finished but it was um challenging
1: okay so we've um just going back to the story we've we've done day one yeah good day you covered 137 kilometers yeah you got into france on that day
0: that was the following day i stopped at a campsite in uh, new haven
1: so you you slept in new haven overnight Mm. in a tent yeah Uh,
0: yeah i was camping along the way we didn't say that Um, so i was carrying a tent and stove and and all that stuff as well
1: so you, you you actually brought your home with you as a, as a...
0: yeah I, I could have just lived forever on all that stuff
1: brilliant and um how big was the tent was it a one-man tent two-man
0: it's called yeah. a two-man tent yeah but tent makers do this they they call it a two but you can really only fit a person in it
1: yeah why do they do that
0: no idea i think they like to sell tents to people who like to be cozy Yeah. With, with one another
1: yes that's right
0: i was cozy with my panniers
1: uh, uh, okay Those are the two girls you met
0: Unfortunately, No I didn't refer to them as my panniers uh, my, my luggage
1: Oh right, right What's a pannier
0: A pannier is a bag that you fit to your bike I see I had four I had mm-hmm. two on the back and two on the front
1: Okay um, And so how was it sleeping I mean the, the two man tent as you say They, they advertise it as a two man tent mm-hmm. In fact it's enough for one man And a few and panniers stuff yeah. yeah. Um, and how was it in the tent? Were you cold at night? Um, no,
0: it was fine. It was, it was really warm. Uh, I was too warm at times. Really? Uh, and it's good. I'm, I'm used to camping. I camp a lot. So right. it was great. I've slept better than I've slept in months.
1: Yeah, you get lots of fresh air out there.
0: Fresh air, yeah.
1: How was the campsite? Where did you actually pitch the tent?
0: Uh, the first night was in this really grotty trailer park of a place yeah. at New Haven, yeah. right next to the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, which was fine. It served a purpose. Okay. And then the next day was uh, at a place called Neuf Châtel-en-Bray, which was the stop after the first uh, bit of French cycling.
1: Okay. So uh, day, beginning of day two, you took the ferry, and then bang, you're in France. Yeah,
0: that was a short day. We we took the ferry, which was four hours. It got to France at three in the afternoon, and then we had 35k to do to our first campsite. I see. And it was flat, lovely and flat. Really? Yeah.
1: And the weather was good on that day? Mm, perfect. So, so it was really nice, beautiful sunshine. Yeah. You were we, thinking, this is wonderful, I should do this all the time. Mm. And then where did you sleep? Uh, did you have lunch uh, day, you must have had lunch day two?
0: We, yeah, we, we ate on the ferry and then we got uh, some, some dinner, from some supper from the supermarket at the first campsite okay, near the first campsite, right, so
1: you slept in another campsite in, in northern France
0: yeah, and that, that first section of the ride is along the avenue vette, which is um, a lovely uh, tailor-made cycle route, which ultimately I think they plan to, to do the whole lot from London to Paris really they're going to off, off away from roads dedicated cycle lane what's it called this this road It's the avenue vette, which um, the English translation would be um, the Greenway, is what they call it mm-hmm. in English.
1: Avenue, mm-hmm. and it's a purpose-built cycle path, yeah, which takes you all the way from where?
0: From At the moment, Dieppe down to just after Neuf en Hombre
1: Okay, and that's about
0: thirty-five like,
1: k. It sounds like a really
0: fantastic yeah. ride. It's it's a motorway for bikes,
1: so there are no cars, no
0: cars, no roads,
1: no pedestrians, no
0: some pedestrians, yeah, but you just ring your bell.
1: Ding, ding, get yeah, out of the way. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and it's just lovely, smooth, flat tarmac. Right, lovely. Cy- cycling nirvana.
1: And is it surrounded by nature, trees yeah. and, and countryside? Just
0: through, through countryside.
1: Fantastic. Did you see any uh, birds or animals on the way?
0: Yeah, the, the girls um, had a bit of a habit of whenever they saw a bird, no matter what that bird was, they would exclaim, bird of prey. <laughs> They, they refer to every single bird as a bird of prey and what is a bird of prey a bird of prey is a carnivorous sharp beaked bird that preys on other animals like a hawk an eagle yeah that kind of thing so they'd see a crow or a magpie or a sparrow yeah and uh, label it as a bird of prey as as a, as some as a joke. joke it was a, it was an in joke yeah yeah
1: because I mean it's like whenever I would go on f- holiday with my parents we'd be out in the countryside and my dad would always spot a bird and if it was a bird of prey like a hawk he would go bird of prey because they're the most exciting birds they are exciting.
0: i think they were trying to make nature more exciting than it was actually being right so they so they were yeah they, they were, were just playing enjoying a game themselves yeah
1: um okay so end of day two you camped again same conditions was it warm and, and nice lovely
0: yeah perfect um and it wouldn't it wouldn't stay that way. Okay, because then day three. Day three up. started at half past five in the morning. Uh huh. When a massive thunderstorm sat over us. It for, just for two or three hours.
1: Okay. Um. And uh, so you were hiding in your tent. Yeah.
0: Restri- yeah. We were restricted to our tents. Lightning, constant flashes of lightning, yeah. thunder, pouring rain.
1: And how did your tent deal
0: with it? Was It, it, waterproof? it was fine. Mine was, mine was perfect. Um, the girls, unfortunately, um, their tent went a little saggy.
1: Really? Yeah. What, um, it, it, um, it's the, the shape sort of went a bit saggy? It did. I see. And did that mean that they let water into the tent?
0: They got damp. Oh, dear. Hmm. There's
1: nothing worse than being damp. Hmm. Well, there is actually worse than damp. There's soggy. And then there's, there's uh, soaking after that.
0: We would go through all those stages of wetness. You did actually reach yeah. soaking wet? We, we got there, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So after two hours in the morning of day three of this torrential downpour,
0: thunderstorm, dramatic weather, did it stop? Yeah, it stopped. Um, it lasted a couple of hours. We, we got up, um, dried our stuff off, dried the tents, tried to. Yeah. Had a bit of breakfast and then set off at 11 that morning.
1: Yeah. The whole camping thing sounds quite intense.
0: <clears throat> yeah, you have to be prepared. You have to be used to it.
1: That was a joke, Ben. <laughs> you didn't notice, did you?
0: It, yeah, it was intense. Yeah. Mm. It was a shit joke, wasn't it? Mm, nice punning.
1: Yeah. Right, so um, after two hours, the,
0: did the sun come out again? And- yeah, the sun was out. Um, well, actually, that morning it was a little cloudy, but it it would get sunny that day.
1: But you So, basically, on... After this terrible rainstorm of day three, the sun came out, and you were like, "Everything's going to be fine."
0: Yeah, we this, were. It's going
1: to be great. We're going to, Everything's going to be all right. We thought
0: it was going to be easy. Yeah, you th- they they thought it would be easy. Yeah, like right. some sort of horror
1: film. Um, and and then when did it all go horribly wrong on
0: day three? It's, it threatened to go horribly wrong um, about 15k or so into the ride for that day, and we had a more torrential rain, but. It was perfect timing. We, we arrived at a tunnel under a road yeah. and we sheltered in this tunnel yeah. uh, with a, a torrent coming down the, a torrent of water coming down the road, yeah. uh, but we were dry. Um, and we'd just passed a couple of 60-year-old guys from England yeah. uh, on their bikes yeah. a short time before and they never arrived at the tunnel. And we, was, we were thinking, where on earth have they gone?
1: Yeah,
0: uh, And they were sheltering just around the corner, trying to keep dry under, under a tree and had no idea the tunnel was there. Really? So they appeared after uh. the rain, soaked. Uh. So we felt smug. Yes, I bet you did.
1: Um, okay, um, but you got soaking wet, didn't you, on day three? Because the, the yeah, rain came that, back.
0: That was later on. We, so that that storm stopped, and we crept out of the tunnel, got mm. back on the avenue, and continued cycling. Um, we had lunch at a place called um, Gournay-en-Bray. Mm-hmm. which is on the same river as Neuf-Chateau Bray. Yeah. Uh, and it was 28 degrees, sunny, perfect. We had a long lunch.
1: Did you dry off?
0: Yeah, we were dry, uh, stopped at a cafe. And then we set off uh, on an, on the next stage, and, and it all went horribly wrong.
1: OK, so this is the, the next stage of day three. yeah. And yeah. you thought... Again, you, you, you had lulled yourselves into a false sense of security. Yeah, twenty
0: eight degrees. We were complaining about the heat. We were too warm. You're like, it's too comfortable. Yeah, too comfortable, too sunny, too perfect.
1: And um, then the, the rain was like, oh, uh, sorry, you enjoying yourself mm, too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah we had a big some big climbs to do. So we climbed up to a huge plateau. Yeah. Uh, for a, it was a few hours of climbing, yeah. um, and we got onto this plateau and we could see directly ahead of us on our route lightning storm clouds really bad weather and we we set off for that you're like well there it is there's nothing we can do we
1: had to we go have to go forwards mm-hmm. so you just rode right into the heart of a storm
0: we did it's yeah. not
1: a very clever thing to do
0: it was all we could do yeah uh, we you had a, have we had a campsite there. to aim for yeah and we had we had we had a target and a time limit yeah you could have just stayed at home could have done <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: just joking um and um okay so just before we talk about you riding into the heart of a, a extremely dangerous uh, lightning storm electrical storm mm. um how how does it feel to be riding up a big hill because that part of france you were riding through is quite hilly
0: extremely get, hilly yeah it um, was initially very up and down and yeah. for every climb there'd be a nice rewarding descent because
1: for me, I don't ride that much, but I do enjoy cycling. And sometimes I take my bike out and I go, I'm going to go for a bike ride. And I cycle around, it's all very nice. And then I get to a hill. And halfway up the hill, I think, why did I, why did I do this? This mm. is a terrible mistake. I should have just stayed at home and, you know, done something else. And I, it's like the pain, the pain in, in your body when you have to ride up a very, very steep hill like yeah. that it's
0: incredibly tough I think it's a uh, if you get yourself in the right place mentally yeah. uh, and you embrace the burn in your thighs embrace and think of the it burn. yeah you really get into it and you, th- you th- turn it into a good thing yeah. and then you get rewarded with a lovely downhill mm. embrace the burn I was telling the girls to embrace the burn and did they embrace the burn? They did, they loved it. Every night. Yeah.
1: And uh, how did it how did it has uh, it feel to embrace the burn?
0: It's great. Um I cycle a lot in the wolds, the Lincolnshire wolds, mm-hmm. which are very hilly. Um, so I'm used to climbing hills, but with with all that gear on my bike, it was obviously a lot tougher. Yeah. Lugging that 10th of a ton up a hill. 10th of a ton. It is a 10th of a ton. It's over 100 kilos. Isn't
1: it? tenth
0: of a ton yeah if you put it that way it sounds more impressive yeah
1: it's true um okay uh so so by sort of the middle of day three weren't you quite exhausted after having cycled how far that would have
0: been 300 or something uh well we'd done 140 on the first day followed by 35 that takes us up towards 200 and then we'd done 50 that morning so 250 we were on okay and so how were you feeling at at 250 we were feeling good we'd had a the, the weather was nice yeah. Uh, despite the approaching storm yeah. uh, We'd had a big lunch uh, At that, that town we'd stopped at mm. So we were, we were okay We were tired from the climbs But okay. Okay.
1: but then you yeah. got to the top of this hill And there was the storm waiting for you did, yeah. had,
0: had you, by the way, had you
1: informed Lots of people that you were doing this trip yeah. Before you did it?
0: I, I had, the girls I, I don't think Knew what was going on and where they were going And they didn't let anyone know they, didn't, um, they
1: hadn't told anyone they, no, were, they were doing it?
0: No. Had, had, they set off a day late because they hadn't bought any panniers or, or kit. <laughs> Went to a camping shop and then caught a ferry.
1: Do you think they'd ever seen that film 147 Hours?
0: Hmm. I, I, it, I don't think they have, otherwise, they'd know how silly that was.
1: Yeah. Um, obviously, in 147 hours, a guy goes off on a bike ride and then decides to sort of uh, uh, do some hiking through. Uh, uh, through the sort of wilderness in, in in North America, and he meets two girls, and it's all going well, and then then he falls down a hole, and traps his hand. He has to chop his arm off.
0: Yeah, there was no no severing of limbs on our trip. Thank goodness for fortunately. that. Fortunately,
1: yeah. Um, okay, so you're at the top of a hill. There's a huge electrical storm yeah. uh, in front of you, and, and we're you, going into that. You think right. Let's just ride straight into the heart of
0: darkness, uh-huh. as it were, and yeah.
1: and so. Take us through what happened.
0: Well, we we set off. Uh, It started to rain. It got heavier and heavier and heavier. Um, I had a waterproof coat. My two companions didn't. (laughs) They didn't have a map. They didn't have a waterproof. So we stopped at a a little village um, and sheltered in a bus stop with a local youth. A local youth? Yeah, who initially was very um, reserved and didn't look at us. Yeah. But then after a while began chatting in french uh a mixture of french and english um, my french is almost non existent but the the two uh girls i was with speak almost fluent french yeah so they were using my gps i used them as translators okay Let's yeah see. so we we sheltered in this in this bus stop with a youth uh <laughs> in probably the hardest rain i've ever seen and really? the the ground looked like um a sea yeah just uh loads of water so it was it was like a flood like a it, flash flood it was a flash flood yeah,
1: yeah. okay so you couldn't have uh, cycled through it
0: no it would have been stupid dangerous and we'd probably got struck by lightning yeah because we were on metal bikes
1: that's right and that wouldn't would, would that not have given you a bit of extra power to just get through the that part of the it trip? may
0: have propelled us a few meters but i think the downside would have been death yeah you would have been thrown forwards, but you would have then. We'd have made dead. progress, but we'd have given our lives. <laughs> yeah, it's not
1: worth that much. No, three meters. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, you hit the bus stop during a flash flood, and did you consider sort of? Um
0: we were just wondering what to do because it was it was that hard, and the the boy in the bus stop was telling us that this the weather forecast said this was going to go on till two a.m. Yeah, uh, and this was we were at about. Seven in the evening at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we were trying to decide what to do, whether we could look for a little B&B or push on for the campsite, which was going to be a further 70K. We'd already done 50. 70 is a long way. Yeah, um, but we just, in the end, just decided it was all we could do, and we set off. Once, once the rain has eased slightly, we set off okay. and got soaked. What's it like riding in, in heavy rain? Um, it messes with your mind, yeah you you just enter a zone in your mind where you just think i've got to do this and, and it's head down pedaling obviously it's not very
1: pleasant having the rain splashing in your face no. and, and and uh and that kind of thing was do you, do you have uh mud guards on your bike yeah yeah okay they but, help but i imagine there's still quite a lot of water splashing up from the road absolutely and you're just soaking wet your socks your underpants the everything everything yeah okay uh, not nice.
0: So we, we pushed on, and we we finally arrived at a, a town called Marine,
1: yeah,
0: uh, which is just south of where we were. Um, mm. And we we found a, a takeaway pizza place and had massive pizzas because mm. we were exhausted. Mm. Uh, and tried to dry off, which didn't didn't work. Really. Uh, and then we had a further twenty kilometres to go to the next campsite, um, and I had told the girls that it was twelve. And I lied to them.
1: Just wait a minute. You, you had a further...
0: We had a further 20. And you told them it was 12? Yeah, because I, I misread the GPS. Right. I was reading it as, you know, as the crow flies, which means from point to point in a straight line. Yes. I was measuring that distance, um, and it was actually 20 along the roads. Right. But I didn't, I didn't let them know until the morning when I confessed. Because you, you thought, if I tell them the I truth... I thought it would destroy their minds and, and they'd just either kill me Yeah or Kill each other Kill each other, yeah
1: Yeah um, So you, you lied to them Yeah In an attempt to keep their sanity
0: together I, t- I told them the following morning that I'd been trying to protect them Yeah And they agreed They agreed That, that they it would have killed me Yeah So you did the right thing Yeah, I did So lying sometimes is the,
1: is the only thing you can do Yeah So lying is a good thing
0: I lied for the greater good Yeah, for the greater good Hmm
1: Okay so, uh, end of day three, did you sleep in, a, in wet conditions? Did you, were you sleeping in wet clothing, in a wet sleeping bag?
0: I was prepared. My panniers are waterproof, and I kept kit dry where I could, mm. so I wasn't. The other two, unprepared. Oh, dear. Wet. What a disaster. Yeah, they were, they were very, very damp that night. So in fact, we'd gone, gone past damp. They were at the, they'd gone through soggy, and they were at so- soaked so they were sleeping in
1: soaking wet
0: conditions essentially yeah oh dear yeah and it was a weird campsite as well huge huge campsite and we were the only people on it really? and we arrived at 11 in the evening having set off at 11 that morning so you had to
1: pitch your tent in the dark yeah that must be difficult yeah yeah, yeah. but have you learned to pitch your tent with your eyes closed
0: I, i'm quite good at mine now yeah okay um, with the girls how did they get on they were okay as well. They'd, they'd never put the tent up prior to the trip.
1: <laughs>
0: but uh, And they'd borrowed it off someone. Uh-huh. Uh, but they managed. <laughs> so they didn't know if all the parts were in there. They hadn't got a but I bet they hadn't even opened it before they set up. They off. hadn't, no.
1: Oh, my God. How
0: old were they, by the way? They were 23 and 24. All
1: right, so fairly young. It's yeah. the sort of thing you can do when you're at that age. Mm. When you get a bit older... The thought of a night sleeping in a wet tent that you can't actually put up is not really a possibility. No. Okay,
0: so uh, day four. Day four um, was the final day of the ride. So we, we went from that campsite and, and the end of that day would see us arrive in Paris finally. Yeah. Uh, and that was going to be a slightly shorter day. So so day three we'd done, in the end, 120 k, okay? and the following day was going to be about 80
1: Okay, all right. Um, and uh, how did it go
0: then? It was very stop-starty. It, mm. We it, it wasn't very smooth. There were a lot of uh, points where we we had to stop, um, and we had to take a slightly different route as well because the, the cycling to the campsite the previous night had taken us off course, mm. off off Donald's route. Don't don't leave, leave Donald's route. Mm, we had to. Okay. Yeah, so, so we left Donald's Route the previous night and we had to get back on it the following day. Uh, we, we got back on it and we, we then entered Paris on these lovely uh, hilly um, forest trails, through, right. through forests and woodland, uh, right to, into Paris, essentially. Great. Mm.
1: And then, so, what was the first thing you saw of The first thing
0: we saw, through a gap in the trees, we arrived at this lovely um, kind of monument with a lake and, and through the trees we saw Tour Montparnasse, which is a big uh,
1: tower a big building which is like a famous building here
0: yeah it's probably one of the ugliest buildings in paris but it's Mm. one of the most instantly recognizable very tall black black Mm.
1: tower um okay so how did it feel then to see paris that that
0: was incredible that because having set off from london north of the river to, to then see our first sight of Paris was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've been waiting for that moment.
1: And did you, what, what we, was the sensation? Did you feel something move inside your trousers or...? Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: just elation, yeah. elation, yeah, to to have done that and to know we only had about... We were still about 20, 25 kilometres from Paris. OK. Uh, yeah. but, but that was great. We took photos and had a, had a rest.
1: OK. And then, um, so... How was it riding through the suburbs into Paris? Because um, it's it, it's quite complicated. Cycling in Paris is quite dangerous.
0: Um, yeah, um, I've I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I haven't felt uh, vulnerable.
1: How was it, by the way, cycling on the other side of the road? Because obviously in England we we ride on the left, we drive on the left. In France they drive on the right. Yeah.
0: Well, the first bit along the Avenue Vert of off road, so we didn't have to think about it. But yeah, it just happens. Mm. Um, I've driven in France before.
1: Yeah, how do you find it driving on, on the right?
0: Uh, fine. Yeah, it's just mirrors become an issue because you're on the wrong side of the car. Yes. So overtaking stuff. Yes, yeah. is, is different because you're not in the right seat.
1: If you're in a right-hand drive car, which is like an English car, mm. but you're driving on the right, that's really hard because you can't see around the other cars. You can't. So it's a bit having of a passenger ha- is helpful. Yes, you need a passenger, a reliable passenger
0: who's not going to lie to you like yeah. I lied to the girls. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, hopefully, in an overtaking situation, that's when you should tell the truth.
0: Yeah, it's
1: like yeah, no, it's fine, it's fine. You know, I better not tell him about the truck. Trying to he'll, protect them. He'll stress out. No, it's fine. You can overtake now. Oh, don't you know? I won't mention the truck. He'll he'll worry. And anyway, we we really need to overtake this uh, bus. No, that's not what you should do no. in that situation. Okay, so cycle you cycled through the suburb and you cycled right into the heart of paris yeah you? we did
0: um we most of it was woodland and forests and stuff and then just the very last bit was was the suburbs mm-hmm. um and we we stopped at uh, a campsite on the west of paris the i think the only campsite in paris really um right next to the hippodrome uh-huh. uh, right on the banks of the seine okay
1: uh,
0: so we stopped there um put the tents up, had a beer. We rewarded ourselves with, with a beer. Is that the
1: first beer that you'd had?
0: Um, yeah, we'd had some tins at Neuf Châtel, um, a couple of tins each Yeah, uh, a few days ago, but right. this was our celebratory we're-in-Paris beer. glass of beer. Was it
1: served to you by a, 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 an unfriendly, moody waiter?
0: He was all right. He was... Um, he was initially guarded, but when he realised the two girls were willing to converse in French, yeah, he uh, he led his guard down. It helps a lot, yeah. to just speak a few words in French. Yeah, it breaks the ice. It does. So yeah, we, we stopped, put the tents up, had a beer, um, and then just chilled out for the evening. How did that beer taste? It was great, best beer I've ever had. Really? Yeah, because I'd done, I'd done, three more than three hundred kilometres. Yeah, and and it was great.
1: OK. And um, so then what? what happened then
0: we, we just spent the evening at the campsite and then we decided at about half past eleven that evening, we hadn't eaten, uh, and we decided we would cycle into central Paris, <laughs> um, which was going to be a 20 kilometre round trip, ten, yeah. 10 kilometres there, 10 back, but that seemed like nothing. Uh, given the distances we've been doing. Ten
1: kilometres there and back is quite far, yeah. especially when it's getting dark.
0: Yeah, so we had a midnight cycle into Paris, uh, arrived at the Arc de Triomphe mm-hmm. uh, at midnight, Yeah. and then cycled down the Champs-Élysées uh, and, and into Paris. Wow, and, what and an experience. It was incredible. And we went to a creperie, yeah. had crepes, uh, another beer.
1: Yeah, naturally.
0: Um, and then cycled back okay. um, in more torrential rain. Oh, really? Yeah, and and we'd all changed into our dry clothes, dry shoes, Yeah. Uh, showered, got ourselves sorted, and then we cycled back to the campsite in torrential rain, at which point my saddle just decided, sorry, I've had enough. Mm. You've you've subjected me to hours and hours and hours of being sat on yeah. uh, in the rain, and it just jumped off.
1: Your saddle was like, see ya, yeah.
0: au revoir. It, it just... Jump ship or jump bike.
1: So, what, um, how did the saddle come off? I
0: mean, it just worked itself loose. It was really keen to get off <laughs> and, uh, and just came loose. And I suddenly found myself initially sitting on a saddle at about a 45 degree angle. That's not comfortable. Um, both backwards and forwards, it kept moving positions. Right. So, one moment I'd sit down and I'd be leaning forward mm. at 45 degrees and then backwards. And then it just gave up
1: and just left the bike completely. Yeah. yeah. And so, did you I, realise that you'd lost it?
0: I realised immediately, and I had to stop. And um, we still had about seven k to cycle back, and I just did it standing up. Yeah. Because I had to. You had to carry the saddle. I put it back on and tightened the bolt as much as I could with my fingers. Another thing was, none of us had, had done, you know, embarked on that twenty k section yeah. into Paris and back with a puncture repair kit. Huh. None of us thought. Okay, so it could have gone horribly wrong
1: I'm just going to have to ask you uh, to define some terms or help us with some vocab of, of bicycles yeah um, you said the saddle came it, off what's the saddle the
0: saddle is your seat uh, that you sit on uh, on top of the bike uh, and that's where you sit and pedal
1: okay pedal what's that
0: a pedal is um, what you transfer your power from your legs into the uh, the chain and the and the uh, the gear system uh, right. so that you can turn the wheels so, so the, the pedals turn round and round you've got one on each side with a foot on each pedal yeah and you're turning them in circles so the
1: pedals are where you put your feet a pedal is the noun but it's also a verb you
0: pedal yeah to, you pedal to move the bike yeah, forwards on the pedals
1: okay all right And then you got the chain yeah did your chain come off no no not
0: at all no, I, my bike's in very good condition because I keep it well, well maintained. Yes. And uh, the chain didn't come off.
1: Okay, so the chain, and you've got your wheels, of course, mm. tyres. Tyres. Um, and sometimes if you cycle over like a thorn or a piece of glass or something, you might get a puncture.
0: Yes. Uh, what's a puncture then? A puncture is when something sharp goes through your, the rubber of yeah. your tyre
1: yeah.
0: and, uh, and makes a hole in the inner tube. What's the inner tube?: And the inner tube sits um, between the wheel and the tire, yeah. and that's what you fill with air okay. to give yourself a comfortable ride.
1: So if you get a puncture, you need to like take the tire off, you need to take out the inner tube yeah. and repair it by you know using a puncture repair kit. Yes, uh, which has like little bits of rubber and you glue rubber
0: it. and glue and chalk and, and all sorts mm-hmm. of things. yeah. What's oh, the, I,
1: what's the I, process for
0: um, repairing a puncture on a bike? You've got to stop and take all your luggage off the bike, yeah. turn the bike upside down, yeah. take the wheel off, yeah. and then you use um, uh, tyre levers to take the tyre off. And those are little bits of plastic which look a bit like a fork,
1: yeah.
0: uh, which you use to take the tyre the off the wheel. Yeah. Then you take the inner tube out, yeah. you find the hole, How? Uh, you pump it back up again and you listen for air coming out.
1: What if it's noisy, if you're near a street or something? With
0: difficulty. OK. You wait for the cars to stop. And you just have to listen for the... Tsss. Yeah. Oh, you, can, you can run your hand over the tyre and feel the air coming out. OK. Yeah. All right.
1: Um, and then you locate the, the hole?
0: Yeah. You, you then rub the inner tube over the hole with, with a bit of sandpaper, mm-hmm. which is coarse, uh, gritty paper, yeah. uh, to make the surface a bit rough. Yeah. and then you, you put some glue mm-hmm. over the hole yeah. and then you stick a new bit of rubber okay. over the glue. And how long does it take to repair? Um, I can do one in about ten minutes. And I, I meant to say, actually, on, on the terrible day, yeah. with all the torrential rain... Day three. Uh, the middle of a big climb was when I decided to get my first puncture. I mean, you didn't decide to get a puncture, Mm. it just happened, Yeah, my bike decided that it was going to run over something sharp.
1: And what did you run over?
0: Uh, It must have been a sharp stone.
1: Really? Uh,
0: Because there was nothing in the tyre. Okay. So, yeah, I I carried out that procedure with my puncture repair kit uh, on that day. Okay. Yeah. Successfully? Yeah, and the girls complimented me on how quickly I did it. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, well done.
0: Um... Felt very manly.
1: Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good, isn't it, to, to feel like that sometimes, I suppose. Mm. Um, and um, right, so, so now here you are in Paris, and um, are you going to ride back?
0: No, I haven't got time. I would love to be riding back. Um, I would definitely do that again. Yeah. Um, but I've got to get back to work. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at work on Wednesday.
1: Okay. You're taking the Eurostar? Yeah,
0: my, my sister met me in Paris. Yeah. She caught the Eurostar here on Friday evening. Yeah. And then we're we're catching a late train back tonight. Okay. All right. Back to London. Then I stay one night in London, and then it's back home to uh, to rural Lincolnshire.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. So I believe that you're blogging about this experience. Yeah,
0: I am. I've um, using my iPhone and my battery pack. Yeah. I've been writing a daily blog, just with a bit of an account of uh, of where I've been. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many miles I've been doing? How many kilometers I've been doing? Yeah, all the numbers off my computer. Yeah, hours in the saddle.
1: Okay, maybe uh, we can just go through some of those statistics in a moment. Yeah, but tell us what's the um, what's the address for your blog so that uh, my listeners can check it out.
0: My blog is uh, Drain Bams. Uh,
1: right, how do you spell that? Which is
0: D R. D R A I N A I N N N, okay. BAMS, which is B A M M S B
1: A M
0: M S dot uh, wordpress dot com.
1: Okay. And what's Drain BAMS? Why did you come up with that name? Mm,
0: um, well, <laughs> I used to live in, in a little town called Louth with my parents mm. and my sisters. Uh, there's a, a plumber in Louth called Brian Dams. Yeah. Who, um, who writes appalling poetry. sorry if you're listening Brian but it's Uh, not good and he sends it into the local paper The Louth Leader and it gets published every time without fail yes I decided I was going to create an alter ego yeah uh, Drain Bams which is a play on Brian Dams yeah and I would send poems in his style into the paper I'd send entire anthologies of poetry yeah they never published it but um, (laughs) I'm my friends lots of my friends know me as Drain Bams okay and their families think my real name is Drain Really,
1: yeah, Mr. Drain Bounds. Yeah, uh, .wordpress.com. Yeah, um, and um, so let's have some stats. I think you've got your notebook. Yeah, have I've got
0: know? a notebook, notebook which I've been um, writing in every day. Okay. Off the trip.
1: Can you perhaps give us some stats for the for the trip as a whole?
0: Yeah, I can. Um, I'll. That's probably easier to do. Right, I'll, I'll do it on the here. So I've done. A total of 460.3 kilometres, yeah. which is a little bit more now, because I've just cycled here from from another part of Paris, so we're yeah. on about 467 now. 467k. Four, yeah. All right. Um, I'd have to add up all the hours. It's many hours in the bike. Uh, yeah. There were about seven and a half on the first day, five the next day, and then a couple more, five and four or something. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's quite a good time. Hmm. Uh, speed? Speed. I've been averaging, I would say, twenty, twenty-one kilometers an hour. Twenty to for the for the whole trip. Hour. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. Well, do you know what your maximum speed was? Uh, okay. Yeah,
0: I I do. I've got that written down. It might take me a little time to find it, so we could talk about I'm something wondering else how, while finding
1: how fast you 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 went.
0: There we go. Yeah, that will be it. That was on. Um, I can't remember what day that was, but it was 53.8 kilometres an hour.
1: 53.8 kilometres an hour. Which
0: isn't that fast, really, if you're used to driving. Yeah. But on a bike down a hill with 30 kilos of gear... Yeah. uh, ...when something might run out in front of you. Your
1: saddle might just jump off at any moment. Is is fast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is pretty exciting. Yeah, the fastest I've been is 66 on my bike.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Okay, Um, I was going to ask you the minimum speed... (laughs) <laughs> stopping <laughs> yeah it's just whatever's just above stopping yeah um, okay right great so do you
0: recommend doing this then absolutely yeah it's, it's been such a great adventure I'd love to do the same thing again with somebody else so I can show them how great it is because you can describe it all you like but to actually be out there in the middle of the countryside under your own power is great but I would say if anyone wants to do it make sure you're fit because yeah. I've averaged over 100 a day, and you have to be fit. Do you have any other advice? Um, prepare or find someone you can rely on, like the girls did. Like basically, They didn't prepare, but they found someone who had.
1: Okay, so either prepare or cycle with Ben. Yeah. Um, okay, right, very good. Do you have any sort of recommendations for movies or... Other stuff that people can get into. Is there like a cycling movie that you would recommend? I
0: don't think anyone's done that. That's a great idea. Like an epic journey. Um, one thing I would recommend is there's this guy called Mark Beaumont. Mark uh, Beaumont. Yeah, Mark Beaumont is a Scot mm-hmm. who um, set the world record for the fastest circumnavigation of the world yeah. by bicycle. He yeah. cycled 18,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the world in world record time, it has since been broken. It's been smashed actually since. Yeah. Uh, but he did 100 miles a day on average. Yeah. Um, and and he, there yeah. was a documentary and a book that went went with that ride. Yeah. Uh, called the man who cycled the world or the something.
1: The man who cycled the world. Yeah. Uh,
0: that's that's worth watching. It's yeah. on YouTube, I think. Yeah. Uh, and the book's very good as well. And then he cycled the length of the Americas as well. Um, and The Man Who Cycled the Americas mm-hmm. was the, uh, the documentary and book that came with that. Okay. So, yeah, they're, they're well worth checking out. In fact, that's what inspired me to, to do this ride, really. Mm. I, I was so into reading that book yeah. uh, that I wanted to do my own trip.
1: OK. And, um, obviously, cycling is a massive uh, sport. Um, it's, uh, you know, the Tour de France and all mm. that kind of thing. But uh, recently it's been sort of rocked by, uh, well, it's been... There's been lots of controversy
0: yes, in, has,
1: yeah. in in professional cycling, especially after Lance Armstrong admitted that he uh, took lots and lots of performance-enhancing mm, drugs. Yeah. So the doping
0: scandal. Yeah.
1: What do you think about that? Did you do you um, did you look up to Lance Armstrong before? Did you think he was a great? Uh, I've, nev- I've never I've never
0: been a follower of uh, sport cycling. Yeah, I've, I've never really followed the tour. Uh, I, I couldn't name many riders other than lance armstrong to be honest really it's more about my own cycling and touring all right
1: what do you what do you think of lance armstrong though
0: now that he admitted to doping, i think it's a pretty bad thing for sport uh I, i i don't see why you would do that but i guess they did it because everyone else was doing it
1: do you think that what what we should do is um because doping is such a problem don't you think we should um just create a whole new um like wing of sport, like a whole new Olympics or cycling competition in which we let them use as many. That's been as suggested
0: like. before. Yeah, I've heard people say that. That's that's not a bad idea. Allow could, the doping. Yeah. Have the dope Olympics.
1: Let them let them innovate as much as they like. Yeah,
0: and then let the um, the true competitors have their own uh, their own sport where they don't do that. Yeah, so you
1: separate the doping and the non-doping yeah. rather than having it all mixed up. So in the doping one, because it could be quite amazing to see how fast someone could cycle. Yeah. Maybe they'd be able to do almost anything. They could become like the new superheroes. Mm. You can imagine guys with like bionic legs who can jump massive distances. Yeah,
0: wearing capes. They'd have to wear capes. I think so, and, yeah. um And masks. They'd have to give themselves special names. They'd have to have superhero names. Jump man. Yeah, we actually came up with superhero names. Did you? I was called The Blog. <laughs> I um, wonder why. Yeah, they called me The Blog. <laughs> All right. Did you have
1: special powers?
0: Um, not really. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a concept we didn't develop.
1: Yeah, amazing ability to connect to the internet. Yeah. And uh, what about uh, the girls? Did they have superhero names? They
0: did, and I, I cannot remember what they are. I've probably got them written down. They yeah. were quite amusing, though. That'll, that'll be on your blog, It example. will be on there, yeah.
1: Okay, well, Ben, uh, Drain Bands, mm. a.k.a. The Blog.
0: The Blog. It's been great to have you on the podcast. It's been lovely chatting. Do you have anything to say to the people of the world? No, just uh, embrace cycling. It's a great sport. Not enough people do it, especially in the UK. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a bit more popular here in France, but, um, yeah, cycling's great.
1: Okay, well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. You should, of course, check out the website where there will be some information, including the address... Of uh, Ben's blog, so you can read that and some other things. But that's it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks again, Ben, for joining me. Thank you. Uh, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com.